Being closer to 70 than 69 years of age, I've taken a look back over America's life journey. I remember where I was when the news came that John Kennedy was assassinated and when 9-11 happened. I can still see Nikita Khrushchev back in the 50s shaking his fist at America and the communists saying they will conquer this nation by getting our children. As I consider the soon return of Jesus Christ with his saints at the day of the Lord, I can imagine seeing 63 million children who had been murdered riding on white horses as they surround the United States and look over the edge of the horizon at what is unfolding. We're going to need to talk about that. As important as elections are, and constitutions, and overcoming racial injustice and other social issues, without knowing where God wants to take us, none of this really matters. Today on Life Journeys, with Terry Hardica, we'll take a look squarely at what's in our future, and what the ultimate goal for all men must be. We need to understand that for a revolution to succeed, religion must be separated from politics. However, for a nation to succeed, religion must be at the heart of it. When the average American talks about what's ahead for America, they not only don't talk about the elephant in the room, they don't even know there is one. As I read Revelation chapter 6 the other day, I saw that our enemy is not political. It is not socialism or Marxism or racism. These are real, but they are merely a salve applied to the will of American people to culturalize them for the rule of a one-world government, as the Bible foretells. This chapter reveals what we call the four horsemen of the apocalypse as they signal nations being conquered, plagues and famine, economic collapse, men killing one another like never before, and the saints in heaven learning that they will not be avenged until other Christians should be killed as well. Men are seen hiding from the wrath of God, refusing to worship Him. The chapter closes with the phrase, And who will be able to stand? For months I've seen war coming after the election and chaos such as America has not seen since the Civil War. I see that there is going to be a line drawn in the cement, not the sand, but in concrete that will make it clear as to what men must choose. Nominal Christianity will be greatly minimized. People will be forced to clearly choose whether they will be followers of Jesus Christ or not. Men won't be able to live a watered-down Christianity any longer. I also see one other thing that put a chill in my soul when I saw his picture on TV last week. I can't say his name, but I can say that his days are numbered, but his years have reached their full count. I see that the great upheaval in America is like squeezing a large boil that is filled with deadly poison. It must come to the surface, be revealed, and made obvious, so that a healing and restoration can take place. God's plan is not for destruction of men and nations, but it is for the destruction of darkness, deception, and delusion so that people can see clearly to accept or reject Christ. Refiners' fires remove the impurity in order for the pure gold to be established. God is saying to America, enough, enough abortion, sexual deviation, and corruption. 
I still remember walking through the Children's Memorial in Jerusalem in remembrance of one and a half million children killed by the Nazis. It brings a great heaviness to listen and walk through the dark, mirrored maze, surrounded by a universe of candle-like lights as the names of children are read. But the 63 million that America has murdered has come up before God, and He will visit for this too. Now, there's no moral, spiritual burden to believe in President Trump or Biden, in Democrat or Republican, or even in socialism or capitalism. But there is a burden on every man to believe in Jesus Christ. People have had no need to believe you about conservatism, but they must be confronted with Christ. Arguing about socialism, the BLM, Antifa, the radical left, and whatever else really means nothing. In light of this, Christians need to come out of the closet and brace themselves for opposition and learn not to back down, give in, or shut up for the sake of peace. Christian silence does not bring peace. It brings destruction. We've been too afraid to turn people off. They're already off. But listen, we have to learn not to respond to outrage and temptations to strike out with the Word of God because we've gotten offended. This is game on in America, to choose in this day whom you will serve. November and December are going to see a very violent battleground in our nation. It is not a political or ideological fight that will unfold, but rather a spiritual engagement far beyond the government's ability to mitigate. It's amazing to me how people get mad at God and His people when He lets them experience the natural consequences of their own sins. Yet we hear it. If there's a God, He wouldn't let this happen. To those following hard after Jesus Christ, know this. The last seven months have been a time of preparation, like basic training, to sharpen our relationship with God for the coming months. Personally, I've been preparing like I never have before in my life. Yesterday I felt weakened and discouraged because I had missed two days of quiet devotions with God. I was shaken until I heard Him speak. You have prepared well. Be sure to assure those around you that this time of trouble for America is not about God hating this nation or those who are suffering. He intends to use this present darkness to call people into the light of His love, forgiveness, and restoration, and we would do well to reflect that image. You may not be convinced about who should be our president, but you must be born again. You may not be right about wearing a mask, but again, you must be born again. I may not agree with your take on vaccines or if high school sports should continue, but there is no question you must be born again. They say masks are leading are the leading cause of respiratory infection and death in a pandemic. I don't care if you believe that, but you must be born again to survive this world. I may not be able to convince you that global warming is no vital threat to the world, but if men are not born again, there will be no good future. You may not be convinced that gay marriage is biblically immoral, but you must be convinced that whether married or single, you must be born again. 
if America was a nation of men and women who embraced the new birth that Christ came to bring, we would not be seeing the violence, corruption, and hatred that crosses our television screens every day. What God is allowing in America right now is happening because America has forsaken the call that you must be born again. Now, the air is going to be cleared. The choice is going to become obvious. Without a change in the hearts of men, it will make no difference for our children what kind of a government they will have. The liberty we have cannot be sustained without men's hearts being right before God. It's not designed to work without God, but we can take heart in this. Of our Savior, it is written, the government shall be upon his shoulders. It's been said that politics and religion are two topics to be avoided if we will remain friends. Cal Thomas said, politics is a game of compromise, faith isn't. Over the next few days, let's make sure we don't compromise our faith in God and our love for one another. Thanks for listening.